Welcome to the Astro Psyche. This is your weekly astrology forecast for January 8th through the 14th. And this week we have a new moon in Capricorn and Mercury is making some important aspects that are actually um, connecting into this Capricorn energy. And then Mars is involved in the equation this week as well. My name is Shauna McGrath. I'm a psychotherapist and astrologer, and I'm really excited to share the astrology of this week with you. So let's talk. Let's talk about Mercury first, because we're we're still coming off of and away from Mercury's retrograde process. So Mercury stationed direct, which means the retrograde is technically over. Um, that happened on January 1st. And so that means Mercury paused and then is beginning to appear to move forward again in the sky. And um, this means Mercury is still moving very slowly. So it's kind of like we're, we're warming up to a more brisk pace, so to speak. All around themes that involve Mercury, such as communication, our analytical mind, our logical mind, business deals, um, things that involve communication and sharing of ideas. So this week in particular, so that's kind of the broader context of where we're at in our Mercury journey. Uh, so this week, Mercury still in Sagittarius will make a square to Neptune. So this is not new. We've been sort of in this experience in a more subtle way. Um, over the last couple of weeks, Mercury already made a square to Neptune during its retrograde. And now that it's moving forward, it's going to square again because it's essentially going back over the territory that it went over when it was retrograde. So what exactly does this mean? You might be asking. Uh, so when I see Mercury square Neptune, this is themes around um, around confusion, illusions, like feeling into, okay, like what is actually going on here? This can be an incredibly creative time, really good for um, spatial or non-linear activities or any activities that involve um, working with our consciousness, whether through um, meditation or uh, mindfulness activities or anything else that alters our consciousness. Um, and there's a bit of confusion in the process because a square, there's some tension here. There's kind of like this wanting to find a clear way forward, Mercury. But then Neptune is about things dissolving, things becoming less concrete. And Neptune reminds us of the parts of reality that are undefinable. And so the, the combination of these two is there's naturally a bit of, um, like they're naturally in conflict with each other, so to speak. Um, and I think that, again, this Mercury square Neptune is a big part of this Mercury retrograde experience because Mercury has been in this place in late Sagittarius for so much longer than it normally would be. Um, so all of that to say, you know, there's, if there are things that have already been sort of like, where you're like, hmm, I'm not really sure 
what is going on with this situation or what to do here. I'm still kind of contemplating this. There's a sense of unclarity. That process will continue this week, may continue this week. And I think that there's also um, an opportunity this week to, to think about things by moving into, okay, what is my experience of this? Where does my imagination go with this? Where, um, where is my higher self or my spirit guides or my ancestors? Where are they guiding me in this process? And I'm saying that because Neptune is anything that is unseen energy. And I would put in metaphysical experiences or um, experiences of benevolent helpers and healers that we have that are in the spirit world. That's all Neptune kind of stuff. So I think all of that to say that this is a great week to think with our um, nonlinear mind. And also I would say too, if there's something that's really confusing um, to sit with it. Uh, Neptune is also about surrender and being with something rather than trying to fix it. And I realize, you know, sometimes that's very frustrating or inconvenient because we need to make decisions and move forward in our life. And there's something here around being with rather than jumping in to make a decision. Um, so, so all of that for the bulk of this week. And then Mercury moves into Capricorn on Saturday, the 13th. So there, there's really this shift of energy where for a bulk of the week, there's sort of this um, sitting, with, uh, sitting with the unknowing. And then when Mercury moves into Capricorn, it's going to be with Mars. It's going to be with the sun and the moon and that new moon. And so there's... Um, there's, or let's see, is that correct? Is it going to be with the moon? No. Okay. So the moon will be in Pisces, interestingly, by the time Mercury moves into Capricorn, but Mercury in Capricorn will be with Mars, the sun and Pluto all there in Capricorn. And so Mercury in Capricorn has a very different tone. There is this ability to focus, to dig into the details and to think about things in a more practical way. And so I, I share that with you also because it's like, okay, over the weekend, I think that there's going to be a change in perspective also. There will be a sense of more, um, more clear thinking and more integration. Uh, and integration, I think, also is always this ongoing process. There's no... Um, there's no like, okay, now I know everything that I need to know about my life that we're, we're always figuring that out and fine tuning that. And, um, there's sort of this like, okay, like a sense of things changing the, the feeling more rooted and grounded in the thought process when Mercury moves into Capricorn, at least that's the way that, uh, that I'm seeing the energy in the astrology here. Uh, now, also, okay, in Capricorn, we have a new moon in Capricorn that's happening on Thursday, the 11th. 
at 3.57 a.m. Pacific time. So this is happening at 20 degrees of Capricorn. New moon is this time of newness, new things, planting intentions, planting seeds, uh, the, the gestation of something, the fertilization of something. Um, and when this is happening in Capricorn, this is a place of practicality. This is a place of initiating something new. Um, especially because Capricorn is a cardinal sign, which is about initiating a new beginning. So we have this like multiple beginning theme. And then Capricorn is an earth sign. It's very practical. It's ruled by Saturn, which is also very practical um, about the physical foundation of things, about this tangible reality. And... And so, so themes also around Capricorn kind of stuff may come up as well. Capricorn is very much about safety and security, especially our physical security, what makes us feel uh, grounded, secure, like we have a sense of mastery, a sense of power and autonomy and control and self-confidence. These are all Capricorn kind of themes. Uh, now, I will also say that this new moon will be making a trine to Uranus, which I really like uh, for us because this is allowing for an ease of change to happen as well. And so, so yeah, I really like this, this new moon in Capricorn. It feels like a pod, I mean, yes, it is fairly, it is in the same sign as Pluto, Pluto's at 29 degrees Capricorn, so I feel that it's far enough away where we're really sitting in the new moon in Capricorn without so much influence from Pluto. The major influence as far as other planets here are Uranus, um, but it's a trine. There's a there's a, there's Uranus being a helpful and uh, supportive energy here, which is there is help and support around change, surprises, doing things radically different. There's a potential for something new that's very innovative to happen here. And then um, wherever Capricorn is happening in your birth chart, uh, whatever house it rules, that is going to also be highly influential. And so... Um, so yeah, let's, uh, I want to go through the houses, but, but let's go back to that in a second. Um, cause I want to make sure that I talk about Mars. So Mars is still in Capricorn, a lot of Capricorn going on right this week. Um, Mars will make a trine to Jupiter in Taurus and it will make a sextile to Saturn in Pisces. And I like this because Mars is a symbol of our assertiveness, our ability to take action and to fight for something. It's like that, that motivation, that fire. And the trying to Jupiter allows for that to expand and grow and to, for our actions to open up new possibilities. Now, sometimes there can be too much of a good thing. Um, so this, I can see this aspect also being like 
there's a lot that you're doing or maybe pushing yourself a little bit beyond your boundary. And so I would just, you know, watch that. You know what your tendencies are. Um, but I think it can also be a time of really making a lot of progress, especially if there are things that you want to do that require a certain element of physicality or physical energy. We can really tap into Mars here. And again, so this is all happening in Capricorn. So we have Mercury moving into Capricorn. We have the new moon in Capricorn and we have Mars making important aspects and connections in Capricorn. So this house is really, really important this week in particular. And we've already had the sun moving through this area, the sun um, bringing a spotlight of our consciousness onto this area of, of our lives. So, so to sort of like ground this into the birth chart, which I think is really important because that tells us where it's gonna be more specific to you. Um, when we look at the houses, so this new moon in Capricorn is happening for Capricorn rising folks in the first house. Maybe I should back up for a moment. So your rising sign is based on the place that you were born and the time that you were born. Also month, day, and year, etc. But um, the rising is really dependent on the time. So if you don't know what your rising sign is, do a little Google search. You can find a lot of different calculators to figure this out. Um, but it is based on the time. If you don't know what time you were born, you can use the moon sign as a rising sign. Okay, so, uh, so for folks who are Capricorn rising, this is happening in their first house. So the first house of self, of you, who you are as an individual, your identity, but also your personal autonomy. Like the first house is the house of you. So it's, there's no other place in the chart that is more about you and your individuality and your autonomy. And even um, at a more mundane level, your sense of style and, and how you express yourself at a physical, in a physical medium. Uh, going through the zodiac, for folks who are Aquarius risings, this new moon in Capricorn is happening in your 12th house. So the 12th house being a very internal place in our lives. It's about our connection to the divine, to spirituality, to the feeling of what it feels like to be ourselves when there is no one else involved in the equation, sort of that, that inner place, that inner space. And the 12th house is also connected with, um, with feelings of loss or loneliness or solitary existence. Uh, it's a really beautiful place for a new moon when you want to, um, set an intention for a new spiritual practice or a new self-development practice or anything that you want to do that's behind the scenes or secretive in some way that, that is just for you, no one else's eyes. So it's like really good for working with behind the scenes stuff. Even if it's a big project, let's say, that um, you want to promote and put out into the world at some point in time, 
the the work that you're doing before then may be 12th house, maybe sort of um, private or secret. Uh, let's see, for Pisces rising people, this new moon in Capricorn is happening in the 11th house. 11th house is about groups, communities, um, organizations, folks that we share values and visions with. We can say this is friends collectively, but it's really about um, the people that we align ourselves with. I can think of it also as like our chosen family. 11th house is also um, money that we make from side businesses or gigs, like any income that is not like a consistent paycheck kind of income. Uh, so there's something new happening there in that area of life. Uh, for Aries rising people, this new moon in Capricorn is happening in the 10th house of career, vocation, um, public persona, how you're seen by the world, um, how you're seen by people that know you by your name or by association. They don't necessarily have a personal relationship with you. Stuff around job and career changes um, is, is usually the focus um, with 10th house stuff. So there's something new that's happening there or maybe a new intention that you want to set. Um, as far as Taurus rising people, this new moon in Capricorn is happening in the ninth house. So ninth house is about um, religion, belief systems, travel, education, higher education, teaching, um, teaching, speaking. What else did I want to say in there? Um, and any sort of higher learning or extended learning that we want to do. So something new there. Uh, okay, so for folks who are Gemini rising, this is happening in the 8th house. So the 8th house, like the 12th, is more private. The 8th house is a symbol of our personal psychological psyche. Um, so... This is a great time for um, also beginning any sort of personal development or shadow work or um, working with your dreams in a therapeutic fashion. A great time for starting any kind of therapeutic or healing work in general. Eighth House is also connected to debt and money management. So great time to, in more practical terms, start a budget or refine your budget or work on debt management in any kind of fashion. Okay, so uh, Cancer Rising. Cancer Rising people, this new moon in Capricorn is happening in your seventh house of relationships, partnerships. And um, when I say relationships, this is romantic, platonic, or otherwise, anyone that you have a one-on-one -on -one relationship. It's also clients as well. So there's something new that's happening here as well. Uh, so new intentions are fantastic for this placement for cancer rising people around improving or fostering or deepening your one-on-one -on -one relationships. Uh, for Leo rising people, this is happening in the sixth house of health, wellness, um, the routines that we do to keep our ourselves running along and healthy, as healthy as we can at least. 
Um, so this is great for, of course, just like exercise, um, general health maintenance kind of routines and regimens that we have. Uh, let's see, where am I at here? Uh, so for Virgo rising people, um, did I miss one? Let's see. Did I miss one? Okay, no, I didn't. <laughs> um, Virgo rising people, this new moon in Capricorn is happening in your fifth house. Uh, so fifth house of children that you have, creativity, um, romance, pleasure, enjoyment, any activities that are creative, procreative, or enjoyable in some way. Um, so there's some new energy that is happening in that area of your life. Libra rising people, this new moon in Capricorn is happening in the fourth house, which is about home, family, physical residence. So it could be your actual home setup, situation, your home setting. It could also be something new related to your parents or um, even like your ancestry line or working with um, family patterns in some way. Uh, Scorpio rising people, this new moon in Capricorn is happening in your third house. Third house is about um, our local neighborhood, local community. It's also about communication. It's also about siblings. So it's one of those more, I always think of it as kind of like a more low key kind of house um, in the astrology system. Uh, so a great time for intending something new around maybe your communication or maybe if you really want to feel more of a sense of community in your local neighborhood this is a fantastic time for rooting into your local community uh and yeah that you know sometimes that's related to physical location sometimes it's more the people that you simply interact with in a day-to-day -day basis Okay, uh, last but not least, Sagittarius rising. For you, this um, this new moon in Capricorn is happening in your second house. So second house is about our income, the money that we make through a regular job, our finances, our assets. And also at a psychological level, it's connected with our sense of value, self-worth, self-esteem. And I think of the second house as a very sensitive place also, sort of like the 8th and the 12th, um, because it's connected to our sense of feeling, feeling valuable and feeling worthy. And then this is, for a lot of us, this is very connected into how we manage our money or how we make money. So like the 8th house, it's also a fantastic placement um, this month for working with your budget creating a budget, etc. if that's something that's on your mind, um, and or doing any sort of therapeutic or personal development sort of work around looking at your sense of self, self-esteem, self-confidence, how you spend your time, your time being currency, uh, and those kinds of things. Okay, so I hope that wasn't too long or boring. Um, Hopefully you're able to get something from that and, you know, listen for yourself as well as uh, for the people in your life who you know their rising sign.
Okay, so I'm going to pull some tarot cards and we'll just see. See what else there is to say. So I pulled the seven of pentacles first. And so the seven of pentacles is, reminds me of sort of like work and effort and putting in the work, um, putting in the work to study something. And this is also sort of like a contemplative card, like, okay, like where, where are you putting your energy? Where are you putting your effort? Um, What does it mean to you to be productive? What does it mean to you to be successful? These are questions. These are very Capricorn type questions, right? Uh, second card is uh, the, let's see, this is the Page of Swords. In this deck, it's called the Daughter of Swords, but that's equivalent to the Page of Swords. And this card, there's an owl that's um, perched on a sword. So. The Page of Swords to me is about new information, new messages, new insights. Uh, the page is a messenger. The page is also sort of a psychopomp, like it brings something from one place to another. So there's sort of this um, transmission of information that's happening, whether that is you getting information from someone else or you getting an idea, like a transmission from from psyche, from spirit, etc. cetera. Uh, so so there's, there's something here around work and effort and progress, and then there is new information or new insight, or like this also feels like a, a quickening of what's happening. And then the last card, okay, this is interesting, is the page of cups. So two pages. This is the daughter of cups in this deck. Uh, and this card is really sweet. It has a little duckling and the duckling's um, in a body of water and its shadow in the water is sort of rainbow colored. This card feels very innocent to me. Like there's a theme of innocence here that I feel from it versus, versus the Daughter of Swords. Um, The Page of Cups is about embracing your creative nature, your sensitive nature, and um, it's about embracing the parts of you that might be different from the norm, but that that's what makes you really beautiful and that that's worthy of celebrating. There's also vulnerability and um, there's sort of like, yeah, it can be very uh, vulnerable. Like, oh, is this okay? I, you know, this card feels like I want to be myself, but is it all right? Like that kind of kind of energy. Um, so when I'm looking at all of these together, there's something here around productivity, 
productivity, efficiency, what the work that we are doing, which is Capricorn, right? And then there's this new insight or new idea that is that is coming. This feels like the Mercury situation that we talked about earlier. And then that leads to an opening up even of a new way of being that is um, that is authentic to you, that is very personal to you, that's not like a stock kind of um, way of expression. And so I really like this. It's like there's you're doing your work and then there's this new idea and it's like, okay, yes, there is a part of you that wants to be expressed. All right, uh, that is your forecast for the week. I hope that you enjoyed this. I also want to let you know that I am hosting a 2024 astrology forecast and planning class. Um, so that's happening. Uh, when is that happening? <laughs> Next week, it's gonna be live online and then it's also recorded so even if you can't attend live you can order the recording um so we'll be talking about um major aspects retrogrades eclipses all of the things and then also i really want to root this into the birth chart and so we're going to be talking about what's happening but then also how to um how to conceptually root this into your chart. And um, I, I also want to say that this is for all levels. So we're going to, um, from beginner to more advanced. So come as you are, and there will be something for all of the different levels. And even if, um, I would encourage you to, even if it feels like you're at a beginner level, it can sometimes be helpful to come to things like this because even if it's over your head, you can still, like, everything is getting in at some point. You're absorbing it unconsciously, even if it doesn't um, make sense consciously. Uh, and then for folks who are more proficient or practitioners themselves, uh, this is a great opportunity to um, ask questions and have conversations because I'll be opening it up for Q&A as well. Okay, um, you can find more about that on my website, theastropsyche.com backslash uh, events, and I'll have a link below. Um, wishing you a wonderful week, and I'll see you soon. Bye.